started in just a moment uh but we will uh wait till our our speakers get here thanks for your patience okay i think we have everyone here except for our host but um as soon as tebow joins i will hand it back over him to moderate but thank you everyone for being here this is informal spaces we usually have these every thursday um we haven't had them for the past couple of weeks, but um, we're back in the new year and really excited to talk about today's topic. You can follow us on Twitter for recaps and reminders. Um, a little bit of housekeeping at the top of each um, uh, spaces we like to do is that nothing that we talk about in the spaces is investment advice. Um, we just talk about things that are happening in the ecosystem as well as at Informal Systems and today at Polymer and the SDK team. Um, so we're going to dive right in to intros. Um, I will start with handing it off to Thibaut, if you could introduce yourself. Yes, uh, thanks, Isabel. I am uh, Thibaut in real life. I'm born on Twitter and I'm business leader at Informal Systems. Awesome. Um, just in the order that I have, Peter, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Peter Kim. I'm one of the co-founders for Polymer Labs. I am uh, on the business side for Polymer. Great. Thanks for being here. Bo, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. My name is Bo. I'm a technical co-founder at, at Polymer Labs. Great to have you. Marco, your turn. Hey, I'm Marco. Um, I lead the Cosmos SDK, I'm founder of Binary Builders, and just here to have a good time. Awesome. Glad to have you. Adi, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm a director of product at Informal Systems, on working on IPC and Comet PFT. Awesome. Glad to have you. Susanna, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Susanna. I'm the IBC product lead for the IBC team at Interchain, and we work on the specs and IBC Go. And yeah, happy to be here. Awesome. What a great crew we have going. Um, I'm going to hand it back off to Tebow now to um, kick off our discussion. Cool. Yeah, we have an all-star lineup. Uh, a lot of people representing the different part of the Cosmos site. We have uh, the Cosmos SDK with Marco, we have Comet with Adi, we have uh, IBC with Susanna, and obviously the Polymer team is uh, very special in terms of IBC. That's actually why we are doing this space today with them. Uh, I think it's the first time we actually receive like a, a project uh, that is not, uh, you know, not, not a company that is building public goods in Cosmos, but actually a project that is going to have their own, their own thing, their own tokens probably. Uh, but at the same time, Polymer is special because Polymer has been a, uh, and Bo, I guess, especially has felt in love with IBC and uh, has been championing IBC basically everywhere I've seen Bo. 
in, in different countries and cities, and also uh, very much on Twitter. So that's why we are having this today um, to talk about their decision to uh, combine, I guess, uh, the OP stack with the Cosmos SDK. And I think that's going to be interesting to see why and also get uh, Marco's take on that, uh, Addy's take and, and Susanna's take. Uh, so I was thinking maybe at the, the first thing, uh, first order of business would be to define what exactly Polymer is doing and what's uh, the broader vision for Polymer before we get into the details. Maybe that's something Peter want to take. Peter, do we still have you on the line? Yep, yep. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm, uh, Wi-Fi is a bit, uh, uh, it goes in and out for me. But yeah, for the high level of vision for uh, what we're building out, um, the highest level that we're uh, describing these days is that uh, with Polymer, we're looking to establish the next generation of the internet. So I know it sounds very buzzwordy and um, very high level, but as we see all of these uh, roll-ups, L2s, and Alt-L1s uh, grow and scale, we're seeing capacity and compute uh, also grow. And um, there lacks a standard for connectivity between all of these chains. But as um, as the capacity increases, as connectivity is established, um, we also see that there's more and more different types of applications that can be built on top of these chains. And eventually, we believe that uh, end users, uh, like retail users in the real world, will be using applications that, um, uh, without even realizing that they have... Um, uh, that they're using back uh, that they're using blockchains on the back end so one thing we realize is that by establishing ibc as an industry standard for blockchains uh, these users will ultimately be using a new form of internet a new form of communication between these applications uh, that's the highest level description i can give for the vision for a uh, vision and mission for polymer um, but Bo always gives a lot more of a, a technically nuanced take for this vision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We gotta get Bo. So Bo, if you can explain what form, I guess what form it used to take, like what exactly you guys were building uh, to enable the vision that uh, Peter just outlined of connecting everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> so one of the goals with Polymer was to solve the distribution problem for IBC as a technology. Uh, the issue that we saw there is that native IBC integrations take, you know, quite a lot of time. Uh, initially, we, we were solving this uh, as a, you know, sovereign app chain. But as we saw the roll-up thesis kind of play out, uh, and a lot of roll-ups are emerging across different ecosystems, including Ethereum, we felt like having a sovereign app chain that acts as a distribution mechanism for IBC tech didn't make a lot of sense for roll-up to roll-up communication. Uh, when you're going from roll-up to roll-up, there's, uh, I would say, like interaction between the roll-up itself and the settlement layer that it lives on. So by nature of using, let's say, if you were to use a native bridge uh, of these roll-ups, then you'd be uh, inheriting the trust-minimized properties of the uh, roll-up slash settlement layer uh, to communicate between them. And if you add another, I would say, like third-party validator set uh, in the middle, uh, it would break those properties, if, if that makes sense. So the idea was, how can we create a solution that also inherits security from the same domain as the rollups themselves, 
Uh, and, and the approach there was, okay, let's do this as an L2. So there's a number of hub and spoke approaches to interop. Um, I won't uh, name them, but uh, there's a, you know, many that folks are familiar with. And we would be the first uh, hub and spoke uh, L2 solution uh, for this. Right. So before we go into the new solution, how far were you guys along with building the sovereign chain? So we had already built the sovereign chain. Uh, the next step was to like testnet slash productionization issues. Uh, we had a fork of Comet that we wanted to like change into something more maintainable. Um, that was uh, ZK Mint. But uh, yeah, so most most of everything was already done. Uh, when we had the insight to you know re, uh, build this as, or package what we had built as an L2, we realized that uh, we wouldn't necessarily need to change any of the application code. Uh, we can keep the Cosmos SDK application code as we had written it, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if that makes sense uh, just yet, but just on, on the uh, on, on that decision. So you're saying like the decision to move to an L2 was primarily motivated by the fact that you didn't want to depend on a sovereign validator set, but rather use the same security properties as the L2s that you would be connecting to each other. Yes, exactly. Like it, it defeats the purpose of roll-to-roll-up -roll communication if you can't have that be trust minimized. And it, it wasn't enough, for instance, to be, you know, now the, I guess it was yesterday that Eigenlayer mentioned that they would be able to secure Cosmos chains. Uh, that wasn't enough for you to have your sovereign, your sovereign chain secured by Ethereum and therefore inheriting some of the properties, uh, some of the Ethereum security. Yeah, th those two things are not one-on-one. -on -one. Um, we, we can get into more uh, technical details later. Okay, okay, we can get into that later. But for for now, so now now that you're moving away from the sovereign chain, so there will no longer be zk mint. That that's that, that is work that will be basically abandoned. Yes. And what's uh, what's the new stack now? The new stack is a combination of the Cosmos SDK as the application or execution layer, and the OP stack for uh, settlement and chain derivation logic from the L1. Okay, can, can you go into a little more details about they interact together, the OP stack and the Cosmos SDK there? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So the Cosmos SDK, between the Cosmos SDK and the OP stack, so OP stack has an API called the Engine API. It's actually the same API that separates uh, the Ethereum consensus layer from the execution layer, or like ETH L1, sorry, ETH1 slash ETH2.0 as, as we know it. <clears throat> OP stack repurposed this engine API uh, for separating OP geth and the rest of the OP stack infrastructure. Engine, the engine API and the ABCI serve the same purpose. So the idea was, well, we can take the uh, engine API and make that ABCI compatible, have like an engine API wrapper around the ABCI application that we had written. Uh, and in, th in this way, support Cosmos SDK applications as the execution engine on top of OP stack uh, instead of OP geth or OP reth or one of these uh, EVM implementations. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see. And was there any like uh, was there any limitation from the Cosmos SDK side that you noticed when you were strictly using that that are now gone because of the new way you work with the OP stack? Well, what do you mean by limitations? 
Um, like in terms of what, would, would it be possible to not use the OP stack to achieve the same goals? Like having a pure Cosmos SDK rollup uh, that is also inheriting Ethereum prop uh, security properties. Are you, are you talking about the ICS interchain security? No, just uh, just having a rollup on top of the Cosmos SDK, similar to WorldKit, for instance, that, it, that, that I think has forked the Cosmos SDK and that won't use the OP stack for settlement. Gotcha. Yeah, so the issue with Rollkit is uh, it's built for sovereign app chains, meaning that uh, there's no chain derivation logic in there. So uh, if you look in the OP stack, I would say a good chunk of the logic is uh, deriving the chain from the L1 plus like posting of the, you know, a batch data to the L1 plus handling of reorgs. So if you have a sovereign app chain, you don't necessarily, you're not really dealing with uh, Ethereum reorgs. Um, that, that's probably the main thing. Right. Marco, um, you must have some comments there, or at least some, uh, maybe some questions for, for Bo, since you are the Cosmos SDK expert, and I think you're advising more yet. Yeah, so um, I actually think this is a, a perfect use case, and it's actually um, ahead of, you, it's it's amazing how you were able to do this ahead of um, what we're planning. So we've been spending the last couple of months refactoring um, the Cosmos SDK and especially the core layer to with an idea of provability and different um, consensus engines and different roll-up frameworks and so on. And so, um, no, I think it's super cool. And I think it's uh, like it's really pushing the SDK and really uh, we're going to start building the narrative around uh, how everyone's building the narrative around execution clients. And I think the Cosmos SDK is an execution client, which um, which has a lot of potential to really gain adoption when we're able to achieve uh, provability within the state machine. Um, and so the next, um, I guess, to like um, hint or leak some alpha, like the next release of the Cosmos SDK, we're aiming at like making the entire state machine more provable by um, redesigning basically the whole core layer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm an IBC bull, but I'm also a Cosmos SDK mega bull. So um, <laughs> <laughs> everything that Marco is saying, I, I, I do consider the Cosmos SDK as uh, by far the best app, like roll up or app chain development framework, wherever, you know, someone wants to deploy it. And I think it has like real like long-term staying power, you know, thanks to the work of uh, many of the folks on on this call today. How far behind do you think the OP stack is compared to the SDK now that you have experience with both? Yeah, so I, I don't want to overly criticize um, the OP stack as, as it is today because, you know, they were solving for a different problem. Uh, because you're solving for a different problem, it means you haven't spent as much time on like customizability or how do you actually like write app uh, chains. So a lot of the roll-up frameworks on Ethereum, if you dig uh, underneath the covers, you'll realize that uh, they're mostly EVM roll-up frameworks. Yes, you can deploy a, a roll-up easily with maybe with a partner with like a RAS or a roll-up as a service provider. But what you're deploying is uh, essentially like an instance of a Geth or some like EVM compatible thing uh, ZK or otherwise, and you're not really, it's not really a framework for writing applications, if, if you get what I mean. Um, let me know if that makes sense. So, so that makes sense. Well, just, uh, just to follow up on that, like, maybe take some examples. Like, um, you know, I know there's a ZK Polygon, 
they are building the uh, CDK, there's uh, obviously Arbitrum, there's Scroll, there's ZK Sync, like there's a bunch of options now. Did, did you guys through, go through all of them and you know assess that the OP stack was the best option for you or what was the process there? Oh, for, for us. So the OP stack was the easiest to customize um, for, for our use case. And it was e the easiest to swap out the execution engine for um, uh, uh, Cosmos SDK. Okay, Marco, you had a comment. Sorry, I interrupted you. So, so I think there's like also a, a caveat. I think we're like the OP stack is an execution client and um, the quote unquote like sequencer or um, or roll up part of it. And so what uh, what kind of what the Polymer guys did was they took the roll up side of it, not the execution environment, and then put that and put the SDK on top of that. And I think it proves like two points um, and two points across two different ecosystems, which is actually really interesting um, that the SDK, it, the Cosmos SDK and the Cosmos ecosystem is um, going towards a direction where it is more modular. Um, to the point where you can plug in different um, roll-up frameworks, you can plug in plug in different sequencers, and so on. But also, the OP stack is modular enough to do the same thing um, in the opposite direction. Um, and so, taking the sequencer and the roll-up part of it, and putting putting any execution environment on top of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, something that I see come up quite often. I haven't checked that myself, but people say that the OP stack is actually uh, they don't have uh, fraud proofs. They don't. They're not decentralized. Uh, you know, all of that is basically uh, smoke and mirrors. What do you uh, What do you think about that, Bo? Uh it, it is true that they don't have fraud proofs. Uh, mm -hmm. That that is that is a currently factual. Uh, I believe they have fraud proofs on on testnet. Uh, we've played around with their canon implementation to prove arbitrary Go programs, um, but uh, yeah, it's not running uh, live in production today. Um, but there's a, there's a number of teams working on the provability of their stack. I believe Risk Zero is working on the provability of both the rollup side and the execution side. So, like combined with the work that um, you know Marco's team is doing to make the Cosmos SDK provable, I think the work across all these different teams can come together to make uh, like a full provable end to end of uh, OP plus Cosmos SDK or just like OP plus like OP Geth as as, as they have it. And for you, it wasn't a concern that they don't have uh, walkable fraud proof at the moment? It wouldn't be relevant for us um, uh, anyways, because the proving the execution side uh, for guests is not the same as proving the execution side for the Cosmos SDK. That would, that would have been work that we would have to do anyways. Mm -hmm. Who's going to be the first? Maybe that's a, for, a question for Marco, but who do you think is going to be the first to have fraud proofs uh, for all of these product frameworks. I mean, Arbitrum has it. Arbitrum has fraud proofs, yeah. Okay, so I guess that ends up, who's gonna be the second one? Um, the the role team did implement a form of fraud proofs in the, in the Cosmos SDK. The missing part was basically just the tooling around it. Um, and I think like, in my opinion, like we, have been going like, oh, you need to prove if your settlement layer is like Ethereum, let's say you need to prove like execution on Ethereum. And I think 
this, like, we're going to move data availability from Ethereum um, until 4844 to different environments like Celestia. And then all of a sudden, we're going to have to prove on Ethereum, therefore making like the, the fees probably more expensive than they were before. And so I do think like we will see like an emergence of like off-chain, an off-chain network or off-chain workers that are kind of like fishermen. Um, if you've been in the space long enough, you may recognize the nomenclature from a different ecosystem. Um, but kind of like fishermen watching over things posted to settlement layers, and then they have some stake, and then they're willing to do the proving and prove if something is correct or incorrect, um, more so than we will begin proving on settlement layers. Like, we're not going to, like, if the Cosmos Hub becomes a settlement layer, maybe it's worth doing proving on the hub, but I also think doing something like an Oracle design of proving with the validators is going to be much more efficient than proving on-chain. So I think that that's going to happen a lot faster than proving on-chain everything. Mm -hmm. But do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, uh, attesting to proof is, is definitely more efficient than uh, proving the computation on-chain. Uh, I would just add that I know that the Risk Zero team is actively working on proving the OP stack. Um, I'm not exactly sure how far along uh, they are, but... Um, um, th that may be a, a solution that's available as well. Right. So the, the first point was uh, the fraud proofs. Now, the second point is that all the sequencers are, are centralized. Um, so wasn't that, wasn't that uh, was it something that you guys took into account? Yeah, the sequencer centralization problem doesn't affect the safety of the rollup, depending on uh, how their settlement uh, contracts are designed. Um, in, in the short term, it, it does cause a bit of an issue, but uh, technology takes time to, to decentralize. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. And and Adi, I think that's where that's where you come in because we've been doing some work at Informal uh, to decentralize sequencer uh, quite a bit these days. So maybe can you can you explain a little bit what uh, what we've been working on with Starknet and Polygon? Uh, sure. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been looking at various ecosystems, and we've been trying to figure out uh, exactly which part of our experience with Comet BFT can be uh, can be reused, and how can we address problems with decentralization in these other ecosystems. Uh, it does seem like uh, these two ecosystems that you mentioned are the most kind of amenable to uh, to use Comet BFT. Uh, as a sequencer, as a decent, decentralized sequencer, so that's the that's the high level idea. Uh, basically, to not no longer have uh, centralized sequencers for the rollouts built on Starkware and Polygon uh, yeah. with the with the upcoming CDK. And taking a, a step back, maybe for for everyone here in the call, can you explain why it's actually important to decentralize these these sequencers? Well, uh, like both that, it's not a safety problem, or at least like. I don't really know how it would be a safety problem. It is a censorship problem uh, and it's overall reliability of the system. So it's fault tolerance. Um, so there, there's two elements. There's censorship and overall fault tolerance. Censorship because uh, if the sequencer is centralized, if there's a single entity that is controlling the output of the sequencer and input of the sequencer, then uh, that entity can reorder, it can censure, it can put whatever it wants there. So it's also an MEV vector. And the second, bar, second problem there is uh, overall fault tolerance. 
uh, of the of the ecosystem of the rollup ecosystem where if the sequencer is down then uh, if that single process is down then the DevOps engineers they need to rally around and you know get the process back up like spin the docker image uh, container up again so that it starts producing blocks again uh, so and that's pretty it's like a single mysql uh, instance in a in a bank so uh, kind of analogy when that goes down the whole accounts are down yeah and and so that's why i was curious like well you said you've seen the the modular thesis playing out this year and i know there's been a lot of hype around modular and celestia is killing it uh, but when you see that you know all of these uh, sequences are centralized and now they try to decentralize and they're going to have to implement some kind of consensus and they're going to have slashing and you know isn't that like transforming them in mini chains and you know what's the value in having two chains on top of each other versus just one chain that functions as a as a cosmos chain for instance yeah i mean i'm of the opinion that uh base rollups are probably you know you know trading off better on this on the censorship uh scale but i think to addy's point about using comet bft as uh potentially for a sequencer could make a lot of sense within this stack that I'm um, <clears throat> describing for Polymer's new architecture, the combination of the OP and the Cosmos SDK stack. So I, I published a blog post um, <clears throat> a few weeks back on virtual blockchain design. I, I include a section where uh, you can compare, you, or sorry, you can combine an execution layer like Cosmos SDK with a <clears throat> like multiple kind of these ABCI servers. Um, if you have like you know, uh, OP stack be an ABCI server, if you have Comet BFT as an ABCI server, and then now you're wondering like, why, why would you have two ABCI servers? Well, one can handle the chain derivation and settlement logic. The other ABCI server can handle uh, sequencing, for example, <clears throat> uh, to, 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 to your point. And on, on, on that side, like you, you don't necessarily need each of these uh, uh, Cosmos SDK, sorry, Comet BFT sequencers to be bootstrapped. You can use like interchain security to secure these uh, sequencers for uh, these like Cosmos SDK OP stack rollups on on Ethereum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's very true, and that's something we've been thinking about. Um, I think so. We, we've uh, we've talked about the SDK. We've talked about Comet a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about IBC because we have Susanna here from the IBC Go team. Um, maybe first, Paul, what you can do is describe how the switch from a uh, from a sovereign chain to a L2, how did that change for you in your mission to connect everyone uh, via IBC? What is the, the role of the IBC? Yeah, so I'm gonna go a little bit higher level here just to explain some of the thinking around this. Uh, I, I kind of see Ethereum uh, in, a, in a similar fashion to the Cosmos Hub. So both uh, Ethereum and the Cosmos Hub in, in some sense have practiced some level of protocol minimalism. Uh, Ethereum, you know, rarely enshrines things. Uh, it, it, instead, it has kind of relied on uh, a rollup-centric roadmap uh, operated by many different teams that are building these rollups. So the idea that we, so the, the, the perspective we had was if we wanted to add IBC to Ethereum, uh, because of protocol minimalism on the Ethereum side, uh, the, the best way to do it would be to add it as, as a layer two. Mm. Yeah, and so in in practice, what 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 kind of work is expected from other rollup to be able to connect to Polymer? So our uh, internal protocol called uh, Virtual IBC allows for permissionless IBC connectivity. 
Uh, and this is something that wasn't uh, possible before. Uh, the, the idea is that instead of needing to do a native integration of IBC, you can deploy a set of smart contracts and instead have uh, Polymer act as an uh, IBC, uh, be, let's say we call it like a sidecar, uh, execute, perform IBC execution on behalf of the connected rollup, making the rollup appear as any a normal IBC chain in the network itself. Right. And so what does that mean for like all of the IBC, you know, core components? Like what, what does that mean for relayers? What does that mean for light clients? Uh, can, can you describe a little bit about, about that? Yeah, so we are reusing IBC Go. So the reference implementation for IBC that uh, Susanna's team works on, and that will remain the same. Uh, from Polymer to a regular Cosmos chain direction, as long as they're, uh, I'll say, like generate the same events, have the same RPC endpoints, you'll be able to use uh, Hermes. Um, and but between Polymer and these uh, connected rollups uh, that are, I said, con connected virtually in a sense, uh, those would have a relayer that 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 we that we've worked on. Uh, and, and in terms of the light client or ver verification uh, of the state transitions of all these different chains. It would be it would be dependent on uh, who who is talking to who. So if you were to go from rollup to rollup, the verification mechanism can default to using Ethereum itself for verification. So instead of uh, having like Polymer verify consensus, since Polymer no longer needs to uh, verify Ethereum consensus, and neither does uh, Ethereum need to verify Polymer consensus, uh, all these roles kind of are deriving their 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 chain uh, from uh, the Ethereum blocks that are produced. So you can unwrap Ethereum state to determine the state of a, a, a connected rollup over this, um, I would say, like unified settlement layer slash verification layer. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me, Susanna. Does it make sense to you? And and what do you think in general of uh, Polymer's decisions? Yeah. Um, so I think, like, I think right at the start, Bear was mentioning that some of the like IBC is is great. Uh, obviously, I believe it's the best interoperability protocol out there. But it is really challenging to have these native integrations with new chains, and especially chains which aren't using Comet or the Cosmos SDK. Um, you know, it is possible, but it does take a lot of work and effort. So I think Polymer's approach is about trying to make that easier, um, kind of in parallel at the same time. We've we've also been working directly with with Bo and and Palmer about what a native, more native integration would look like for an OP stack rollup. Um, and Bo already mentioned this idea of kind of having parallel state machines. Um, and the idea could be that you could mount like um, the Cosmos SDK with IBC Go alongside your existing uh, OP stack rollup. Um, and then have a async communication between these two state machines, essentially. Um, yeah. So I, I, I like Polymer's idea as, as a way to expand the network quickly. Um, but I think that there should also be, you know, the choices dependent on the use case and application, whether you do want to have a native integration or whether you or if you wanted to start with kind of Polymer's approach and then one day you wanted to have a native integration or um, I think it's good to have the optionality. But overall, I, I, I really like the idea and yeah. 
So yeah, it, it's, I love. I like the idea. <laughs> and uh, Bo, so what, what do you think about so for Polymer's business model, right? Like if all of these rollups start using a similar model where they combine the SDK and the OP stack, and they have native IBC. What does that mean from, for, for Polymer from a business perspective where you wouldn't be able to be a middleman there that, uh, you know, take a, a commission or a transaction fee? Yeah, so <clears throat> a great point, uh, Tyborg. So like we designed Polymer with the end state in mind, meaning that we're already designing for the state where IBC is ubiquitous, meaning that Hypothetically, let's say like every single rollup on Ethereum is a Cosmos SDK rollup and they all have IBC uh, native already. Um, we designed Polymer to be <clears throat> the most efficient uh, middle hop possible and we're making optimizations uh, <clears throat> to, to, to support that. So the idea is that, you know, if you have a bunch of rollups, if there's, you know, like two rollups that have a lot of uh, economic value and a lot like high uh, interaction between two of them, uh, they, they might want to connect directly, uh, but direct connect connectivity comes at a cost um, to, the, to the system as a whole. If you look at kind of the network topology of the internet, uh, it's not like every node in the internet is directly connected to every node. You have a network of routing infrastructure uh, to kind of distribute the load and optimize the overall network topology. So from my perspective, Polymer is a network topology optimization uh, solution in the long-term time horizon. Uh, so like a little bit of alpha, we're not planning on only deploying a single instance of Polymer. We kind of see Polymer as uh, multiple deployments of uh, Polymer instances to different domains to optimize the network topology across different ecosystems. Oh, that's uh, very interesting. So do you mean like there would be one instance of Polymer that is the one you described today with the OP stack and there could be another instance of Polymer that connects a different subset of uh, wallet? Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, that's correct. So we, we would have uh, deployment on Ethereum using the OP stack, uh, potentially have a deployment on over Celestia using Rokit, uh, potentially having a deployment, I don't know, if people are using like near DA, um, some of these other, maybe some other settlement layers, alt settlement layers, um, we, we, we would uh, deploy there as, as well as, as the uh, ecosystems evolve and, and, and grow. Wow, that's, uh, that's, very, that's a big alpha, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised at least. <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, that's uh, and so you, you say Rocket. What was the third one? Sorry, you said Rocket would be the second one, and what would be the third one? Uh, the third one is like an, a TBD. Uh, th there may be a lot of demand for rollups, and I don't know. Maybe Solana one day will have a bunch of rollups, and, uh, and 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 Polymer would be could be a layer two on Solana. Um, just just to kind of uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And and they would would there be like a Polymer headquarter that connects all of these? Uh, uh, you know, smaller connectors into each ecosystem? No, I don't uh, like the idea of a single centralized, uh, like, I guess, like main chain or like main hub. Uh, I, th I think the hubs should, you know, be like for more of a, of a mesh uh, where they're kind of just like, like coexisting with, with one another, uh, each mm -hmm. kind of providing some service to their like own own domain. Yeah. And from a you know resource and engineering perspective, you think it's uh, doable to manage three, four, five of these chains? Yeah, I think the the code for Polymer will be like roughly the same, uh, like the the actual application logic. Uh, it, it's just a matter of uh, where the application logic is deployed. And my 
uh, and I believe this is Marco's vision for the Cosmos SDK as well, is that the Cosmos SDK is going to be a build once, deploy anywhere framework. So builders will have the optionality to choose like, and swap out internal components uh, backing the SDK application that they have built. Um, and, and this would give, I would say, like, provide like long-term distribution and um, uh, long-term, uh, uh, I would say, like persistence for the, the Cosmos SDK and, and relevance as, as well. Because each of, these, uh, each of these hubs would be using the Cosmos SDK and combining the tech of the ecosystem that you're get, getting into with the Cosmos SDK. Yes. Yeah. So I, I believe it's a win-win. It's uh, the, the Cosmos SDK gets more distribution. Uh, our, uh, like the IBC network expands. Uh, I think there's like a, a symbiotic effect here. Yeah, that sounds like a great news for binary builders. Marco, what do you think? Yeah, no, 100%. I think there's there's so many different designs in, the, in this new design that we're doing. There's so many different designs on how to pull this off. Um, we're like, I, I think even the design with the Cosmos Hub and the, like the mega blocks with this new design that we're doing is like a walk in the park compared to what it is today. Like it's actually probably like a, a couple months of work instead of like a year of work. And so um, I think we're we're really at the cusp of a new era in Cosmos and the interchain stack. And I think uh, like the SDK is only starting, is like uh, is getting the engines going. And I think Comet and um, I mean, maybe even I would say even like IBC got the engines going and the, the SDK is like pushing forward and then Comet is going to come in and do the finish line. And so it's an, it's really a new era and we're really seeing it come together before our, before our eyes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people were complaining that the uh, exchange chains are no longer using the Cosmos stack and you have uh, Coinbase using Base instead of Binance using, using Cos the Cosmos SDK and, and tournaments. But what we actually see in practice is that all of these uh, chains, like the Cosmos stack permeates them just in a different fashion. And you're going to get Comet on Starknet and Polygon. You're going to get the Cosmos SDK on, on top of uh, the OP stack and uh, probably we'll mention uh, on the Solana side as well. Um, cool. So I think uh, on my side, uh, I've answered my, uh, my questions about uh, Polymer's uh, migration. Polymer is not really leaving Cosmos. Uh, they, just, uh, they just use a different approach. If anyone has a question in the audience, um, feel free to raise your hands. Otherwise, if anyone, uh, Adi, uh, you, can, uh, you can take it. Yeah, I'm actually still, still trying to understand the technical uh, architecture of this, of, this, of this new design. And I did have a couple of questions that came to mind while, while uh, I heard Paul speaking. First one is, uh, okay, so SDK is the execute layer, OP, and, and what is below that is the derivation layer, and we also use the sequencer. But uh, at the SDK layer, do you use the EVM module? Because you need to execute those transactions. So. No, no, the, we, we don't use the EVM uh, at all. So there's no OPGET. It's completely replaced. Uh, the way it works is uh, the Engine API has a uh, get payload and a new payload method. So uh, transactions are submitted to the, um, so like Comet BFT, like mempool. So like, I think we, uh, I believe we just reuse the same mempool implementation for now. Um, and like through the same RPC. So like when Hermes is talking to uh, this like Cosmos uh, SDK uh, rollup, uh, Hermes just thinks that it's a Cosmos chain. It doesn't know any different. It just says like, okay, you have the RPCs that I expect. Uh, you, you can accept the transaction formats that, um, that I, I, I understand as well. 
Uh, and then once these transactions are pulled in the mempool on the Cosmos SDK side, uh, the OP stack side will call into the Engine API saying, get me the latest payload, which is just going to be, uh, I guess, like a new batch of transactions to be applied to the L2. And these transactions are actually uh, like Cosmos transactions or Cosmos SDK transactions. They're not Ethereum transactions. So there's like a little bit of a difference here. So we kind of had to um, shove some data, move some data types or massage some data types here. And uh, afterwards, it'll, you know, uh, like post the batch to like the L1 and at some point it'll, it'll apply these changes uh, to, to the layer two. Uh, okay, yeah, it, it, I, I understand the, the SDK or the, I mean, you need, you need those to be SDK transactions because some of those will be IPC packets from Hub and Juno and Osmosis. But what about uh, what about the other side? So say I'm a rollup on, say, uh, that I settle on Ethereum. How would my rollup be able to interact with your L2? Uh, where, where does that happen? I still don't get it. Because you will need to, at some point, your L2 will need to execute something that takes into account my rollup's state. Yep. Yeah, so the other rollup that's settling onto Ethereum, uh, there's a series of a set of contracts on the Ethereum L1 that handles settlement. So the rollup will, will propose a block. The block will contain some information about the rollup execution. Uh, the way our integrations work is that we deploy a set of smart contracts onto the connected rollup. Uh, when those smart contracts are called or interacted with, they generate IBC events. Um, these events are encoded in the uh, tr transaction route uh, or, or like, like the, the receipts route of the uh, bl uh, Ethereum block. And then on the uh, Polymer side, we unwrap the uh, also like settled or proposed uh, L2 route of the counterpart chain in an IBC client that we have created. So once we unwrap that state, we can look into the block hash and then the block information and also the uh, pull out all this uh, transaction like event information and we use that transaction in event information uh, and map it to IBC actions on Polymer uh, if, that, if that makes sense and the, and the relayer doing this both understands how to talk to a Cosmos SDK chain or, or, or Polymer and also uh, an, an EVM or Geth uh, rollup like uh, OP, o, Optimism or, or Base. Okay yeah I think it's starting to make a bit more sense Th thanks for Explain more. Uh, no problem. There are any questions from the audience? We'd be more than happy to take them as well. Um, but is there anything that, like, the Palmer team or Marco, Susanna, you have any announcements or anything you'd like to share with the audience while we have them? Uh, no announcements to share right now, but uh, we have a ton of announcements coming up over the next two months. So uh, if you're not already following uh, the Polymer Twitter, that's where they'll all be coming out. We'll have several articles and um, general announcements as well. Awesome. That's exciting. Um, Marco or Susanna, you have anything you'd like to use this platform for? I can. Uh drop a quick note um we we will have the final release of the long anticipated channel upgradability um and this is really exciting because then we can start enabling the middleware on existing channels um so hopefully the ibc network can be a bit more sustainably funded uh, than it currently is 
Um, so yeah, I'd say that's probably the, the biggest thing to look out for right now. It's super exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, Marco, no pressure, but do you have anything? <laughs> More out of time, Marco. More out of time. I, I, I got I to gotta follow up with that. Um, yeah, so uh, our next release is we're, we're calling it uh, Olympus. And so stay tuned for lots of updates there. It's uh, really a huge release um, with our new storage design. So it's going to be um, super fast. Um, up to magnitudes faster than the current storage design and the proving design will make it even better with um with things like op stack and other things and then stay tuned for um compiling modules down to different environments for proving them in different environments so there's a lot on the agenda but just stay tuned and we're going to get there faster than ever Amazing. It sounds like so many exciting things are happening. Um, Peter, I saw you unmute yourself. Yeah, just wanted to add one more thing. Um, this year we'll be um, much more active in co in person conferences. So the next one coming up will be uh, ETH Denver. Uh, so feel free to uh, check out the events, reach out to us to get on uh, any invite lists and come meet us in person. We'll be presenting, we'll be doing workshops, we'll be speaking on panels. Uh, we'll also do smaller, uh, more informal meetups in various cities. Uh, as of now, we're planning to do one in New York later this month. So if you're uh, interested to hear more about what we're building in person, learn more about uh, uh, about our new architecture, our new direction, and also meet others in the community, uh, please come out to these events and uh, reach out and let us know. Um, where where you'll be awesome yeah hopefully we all can uh, see each other in person this year and uh just want to say thank you to everyone for their time and everyone in the audience for joining us um i don't see any questions um being raised or um any replies to the tweets so i'm gonna go ahead and close it out for now but uh thank you everyone for being here especially our speakers and everyone in the audience awesome thank you so much Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting nottas And then to end a long day 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss It's all moss and I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before
for discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Tell me spaces.